Welcome to the Trinity Western Chapel Podcast. As a vibrant part of life at Trinity Western University, Chapel creates opportunities for us to engage with God's story of redemption in Jesus Christ through His Word, prayer, and worship. We're glad you're listening and hope that you encounter God's heart for you and the world. The scripture today is Esther chapter 4, verses 9 to 14. Haytak went back and reported to Esther what Mordecai had said. Then she instructed him to say to Mordecai, All the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law that they be put to death unless the king extends the gold scepter to them and spares their lives. But 30 days have passed since I was called to go to the king. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish, and who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Shalom, everyone. My name is Priscilla, and I am from X Seminaries, the Graduate School of Theology at Trinity Western University. X Seminaries is located on the very eastern side of the campus. Here on campus, I am blessed to work with international students and young students from Asian immigrant families, especially with those speaking Chinese or Korean in their academic and spiritual life journey. I was born and grew up in South Korea, the country of BTS, Blackpink. You may like their songs. And K-pop, K-drama, K-food, and Samsung and LG electronics and devices. And I spent my young adult years in China for my study and ministry. I was an international student and a campus minister there. Now, 15 years ago, God moved me to a country on the other side of the earth, here, Canada. Today, I'd like to share a very short part of the story of the book of Esther from chapter 4, verses 9 to 14. I believe some of you, or your parents, or grandparents, moved from different areas in the world to Canada, such as Europe, Asia, Africa, and so on. Or, for some of you, your family has been rooted in Canada for generations, but your family heritage and your own culture are different. Just like me, an individual's culture can be a mixture of two, three, or more cultural contexts. In Canada, it is not rare that two or three different languages and cultures coexist in one family. Let us talk about culture. Esther was in a very unique cultural environment. 
she and her husband came from different ethnic, linguistic, and cultural backgrounds. Although she was a young Jewish woman, she became a member of the Persian imperial family when she was chosen to be a queen. Sadly, she was not able to disclose her own ethnicity to her husband or anyone, as the Jewish people had come into captivity and lived as an ethnic minority. They were migrants. As a migrant, Esther was living in an in-between life. Life in the in-between is conceived physically, metaphorically, spiritually, emotionally, and theoretically. When people like migrants are pushed to the liminal and peripheral places by two words, their cultural liminality means being in the space between two. They find themselves not fully accepted by or fully belonging to either the current culture or their heritage culture. This in-between cultural environment also causes a young Jewish woman, Esther, to experience identity crisis. But as she gradually defines her cultural and religious identity, she develops into a true queen. We will see the full process in the upcoming story of the rest of the book. Let us briefly go over the story from the previous chapter. In chapter three, the Jewish people met the crisis, which was Haman's plan to destroy them. And chapter four opens with Mordecai learning of Haman's plot to annihilate the Jews, God's covenant people. Mordecai pleaded Esther do, to do something. However, Esther's only response was to remind Mordecai the regulations of the laws of Persia, the regulations of the laws of Persia. <laughs> Verse 11 says that all the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know <clears throat> that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law, that they be put to death unless the king extends the gold scepter to them and spares their lives. But 30 days have passed since I was called to go to the king. Four years passed since she became a queen. The verse 11 said that it's been 30 days since she's been invited to come to the king. A queen should have more access to the king, but apparently the king's interest in her had waned during the last four years. Mordecai sent Esther the message of verse 13. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. The word alone in verse 13, ironically, brought me to the opposite conception, an idea of community. How about turning Mordecai's message into these questions? What is your community? Or where do you belong? Or who are your people? 
when people identify who they are, they also can have an answer to what is my community. Being in between the two spaces is also being in both of them. Belonging to both worlds and cultures, people have the opportunity to fuse them both and create a new different community. The notion of community has a significant meaning to God's people because the Trinity God, God of Triune, who is three in one, has communal aspect. Now God did not create human beings to live alone, but to live together as couples, as families, as brothers and sisters, and as communities. And he always calls his people into the community and dwells with the relationship of each individual as community. God as triune is modeling relationships and communities for human beings. In the Trinity God, we can identify what our community is. The community is where to find out the answer to the question, who am I? When people see themselves as a part of two different cultures, they experience conflict and chaos between them and make negative attempts to deny either, mostly their heritage culture, or combine the two to establish a unique and positive identity. This can be called a bicultural identity. In today's story, Esther is still on a journey to find her own bicultural identity and define the range of her community. People understand own culture and community. The next step would be to find out their calling. In today's story, two different callings are depicted in contrast. The first is calling before human authority to rule over people. Now let us go back to verse 11. For any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law that they be put to death unless the king extends the gold scepter to them and spare their lives. The one who has highest authority in the nation was the king, Esther's husband. Even if Esther approaches the king as a queen or his wife, Without being invited, there is a single fate, death. This calling before human authority requires permission. Otherwise, one can lose their life. Another calling is found in Mordecai's message in verse 14. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. As you probably know, the word God does not appear in the book of Esther. David Firth, a lecturer in Old Testament, explains in his book, The Message of Esther, 
that rabbinic writings use the Hebrew word makom, which means place, as a euphemism for the name of God. We believe that Mordecai's challenge to Esther in verse 14 is that her calling to be a queen is a God-given one. God's calling is to save people, and in this case, a young Jewish woman named Esther was given a calling to be a queen to save her people in her community. They are also God's people, and his covenant people. God's divine calling is an invitation. It is giving life to serve to others and to a nation. Their calling is to be empowered by Christ to face up to and begin exercising their liminal creativity. Today, I share this story in prospects of three C's. The first C is culture. Your unique culture identifies you. It is a very special blessing and enables you to have in-between creativity. The next C is community. Your personal cultural identity will lead you to determine what your community is. The last C is calling. When you recognize your identity and understand your community, then you will also be able to clarify your calling. Your calling is to be empowered by Christ to face up to and begin exercising your in-between creativity. Today, a number of young people in Canada belong to their heritage and Canadian society simultaneously in unique ways. This uniqueness enabling them to create new possibilities in Jesus Christ. This is a very uniquely personal blessing for each of you. May God bless you, your culture, your community, and your calling. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you are blessed and be encouraged in your faith life. Chapel happens every Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 11 a.m. in the gymnasium or online at livechapel.twu.ca. You can also stay connected with us by following at TWChapel. Until next time, much love.